Welcome to Psychology Has It Backwards. This series will question the assumption that people are psychologically broken and need to be fixed. We will talk about how seeing people as innately healthy will change all of your interactions and outcomes. This is a true paradigm shift, and it simplifies the entire process of dealing with mental distress and allows for more profound and immediate changes. Aloha, and welcome to Psychology Has It Backwards. I'm Christine Heath, and I'm coming to you from the big island of Hawaii. I'm here with my very best friend and colleague and inspiration. (laughs) Judy, thank you very much. Judy Sedgman, and I'm coming to you from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And um, I'm just really happy to be working with Chris. Yeah. Well, people, people always comment about how they like our friendship. And um, I, if anybody gets anything out of this, if they can have a friendship like ours, I yeah, think that'd, that'd be, be great. Way worth it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and all it, all it really takes is, uh, you know, just looking at the person with awe, you know, just to say, what a wonderful person. And then when you think about people that way, all their wonder becomes visible to you. Yeah. You know, it's really true. Yeah, it's, it's also, it's like letting yourself really yeah. trust somebody and listen to them. Right. You know, like, I, I really trust that you'll say something wise and be good. And um, so I listen to you. Yeah, well, I listen to you, you know? too. Thank God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what makes us good friends, because we can also call each other on our bullshit. Right. Oh, uh, sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. It's a regular world, Chris. <laughs> regular world. So today, we thought we would talk about feelings in a little different way. I know we've talked about them before as indicators of your state of mind, but there's kind of a, and this is not a new thing, but it's kind of new in the three principles world, but is that people are talking about, you got to feel your feelings. Mm-hmm. And um, I know it comes from a very innocent place, but it reminds me of back in the 70s where people suddenly discovered that people needed to express their feelings. And so one of the things I used to do with women that were victimized was teach them to get angry so that they could stand up for themselves and not be victims anymore. So we had these things called bataka sticks. (laughs) And they were like a stick with a, a padding on the end. And you took the stick and you whacked a pillow. And I'm angry. I'm so angry. And you tried to get your anger out as if it was something. Well, this, they're not doing that now, but it's the same thing. It's like looking at feelings and emotions as things to deal with. Right. Rather than just subtle changes in the state of mind that we're in. And one of the things that we've heard from people is they call us up and say, you know, I'm supposed to be feeling my feelings and I'm doing that and I'm feeling worse. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's because the feelings that you're really focusing on are the negative ones. People don't ever come to us and say, I really am afraid to feel love. Well, once in a while people do, but they drop into it. They're not um, generally like so struck by it that they can't move. Like I talked to a a young girl today, 15 years old, and um, she was so afraid to talk to me because she started crying. Mm 
And clearly she was terrified of the feeling of sadness that, you know, happened in her life. And she had to, um, uh, it was a very sad thing. And she was feeling really sad, but she was so afraid of her emotions, which is what I would call that, that she got up in her head as a way to not feel. I think this is kind of designed at, at people who are afraid of their emotions to not be afraid of their emotions. But it kind of sounds to people sometimes that you're saying you should feel every emotion that you have. And that is not the point of what we're talking about anyway. And because what we're talking about is using your feelings and emotions as an indicator to you about the current state of mind that you're thinking in. Mm -hmm. And when your thinking goes south, the feeling you get is a feeling you don't want to live the rest of your life in. It could be any variety of that. It could be anxious. It could be depressed. It could be angry. It could be fearful. All kinds of emotions that we generate when we're in that state of mind. But to focus on feeling every one of them, like, well, if you're in a bad mood, that's a lot of bad feelings to be going <laughs> for. Yeah. It's not the point. The point is to see like, oh, I've got these negative feelings. I need to get back to my mental well-being. Mm -hmm. I need, I call it getting back to your good feeling. Yeah. That, that good feeling, that's a feeling of contentment and peacefulness and joy and love and maybe it's just secure when you feel like you know what you're doing yeah that is the feeling we're talking we say like it's in the feeling mm -hmm. it's in that feeling that we know that we have mental well-being mm -hmm. and then when we get thinking we create other emotions and those emotions we get afraid of because we don't realize that they're coming from our thoughts, that your thoughts are just being brought to life and you're having, you know, angry thoughts or insecure thoughts or fearful thoughts. And seeing that is really the, the point of this. Yeah. You know, I, I, I really was touched by your story about that girl, Chris, because uh, so often when we talk to clients, when they first get involved in the principles and, they are, and they're told, you know, that your feelings are information, they're feedback to you, they think of feelings as having a life of their own, as though feelings are out there talking to us. You know, hey, I'm a bad feeling and I'm here to haunt you, <laughs> you know, and, and um, because, you know, until you get the, until you get kind of the insight that the whole point of the three principles is seeing yourself as the person with agency over how you direct your life. And that means that uh, if your head accidentally fills up with negative thoughts, which happens to all of us sometimes, you'll be able to know that that's happened because you start getting a bad feeling of some sort. And that you don't want to look into it. You notice it. <laughs> And then you go, oh, this is not a feeling I want to spend the day in. I don't want to feel like this too long. You know, and you don't go and examine the thoughts and ask yourself, what evil little thought am I, you know, and go into it and start focusing on it. Because the longer you focus on the content of your thoughts, the bigger it gets. 
So you just, your feeling just tells you, you know what, it's a good idea to quiet down. It'd be a really good idea for you right now. Just clear your head, quiet down, take a break, you know, look out the window, play with your dog, (laughs) do something for a couple minutes that clears your head. And don't focus on bad feelings and the negative thoughts that create them. Just recognize, oh, as soon as I turn my back on them, they'll pass. Because that's how it works. If thought only is alive in you while you're thinking it. And the feeling that it produces is only alive in you while that thought is up there, you know. So when you, when you, it's like ignoring a person that you pass on the street that you don't really want to talk to. Once you've passed them, it's over. And, and I think that people don't realize that that's really what we meant. And then when Sid talks about listen for the feeling, it's what he, when he's talking, he wants you to listen for that feeling that Chris describes of contentment and ease and grace and comfort in life. You know, just being at peace with yourself. But also when we're doing work in the principles or when we're working with our friends, or our children, or our family, um, you know, to try to be helpful to people, it's good to notice the feeling state they're in and not feed it if it's negative. You know, because the biggest thing, the mistake that people all make when they're focused on their feelings and how that happened to you, oh my gosh, is they'll say, oh my gosh, what happened? Tell me more. Oh, he said that. Oh, that's terrible. You know, and out of sympathy, they're trying to sort of talk you out of your bad feeling. And one of the first things I noticed in working with people who were involved in the principles is they never, they never asked you what was going on if you were in a bad mood. (laughs) They would just offer you coffee or uh, say, oh, let's, let's just walk over there. They look at that tree over there. So beautiful. Or they would simply distract you. And I, at first I was thinking, is this a game here? You know, I'm upset. And then I would realize that if I went across the street with him and looked at the tree, I'd totally forgotten my bad feeling. <laughs> and that, that was the point. And I honestly, uh, this is what we miss in life because we attribute kind of a concrete beingness to our negative feelings. Like they have this hold on us Mm -hmm. and it's just our it's just our consciousness waking you know bringing the thought into our waking life and and understanding that Mm -hmm. is what helps people to not be afraid of their feelings right not like focusing on that as something you need to express because people that are already afraid of doing that like this this young girl had been in therapy for i don't know how long but a while and she had to talk about it all the time, yeah. you know, like, and so she would, every time she'd talk about it, she'd get into a bad feeling and she didn't want to do that. So mm-hmm. I asked her, I said, no, is there any time that you are not feeling that way? And she is an athlete. And so she talked about sports and I said, okay, well, that's the state of mind that you could live in, but you're just putting it on sports. So right now, You're caught up in negative thoughts about what's happened because something bad happened and that happens to us. We have feelings, but those feelings are going to pass and your health is going to come back to you if you let it. But what happens is, is that people get caught up in these feelings, like somehow they're going to get you around the throat and, you know, 
choke you to death. Yeah, that they're going to take you take over. And that's that was that was for me. I was afraid to feel sad because then I thought I'd be sad for the rest of my life. And if I stayed up in my head and I didn't feel anything, I'd be okay. Yeah, me too. And you know, like that was just the best I could do because I knew feeling sad wasn't really what I wanted to do. But I had so many negative thoughts about myself and my life and blah, 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 that if I started thinking, I would create that feeling. So I just like get up in my head as a way to not feel it. So it, if you're you, if you want to see how to go deeper with this, it's great to see that your thoughts are creating your feelings. That's a great thing to see. But there's a deeper understanding that feelings are absolutely the most best thing that we have because, quite frankly, it's the only way you can tell when your thinking is off. Yeah. Because our thinking always looks right to us. Mm -hmm. So I think that the life force, as it created us, gave us this big brain and then gave us these things called emotions and feelings so that we could tell when our thinking was in line with the energy of life and when it was being contaminated, when that energy of life was being contaminated by our personal thinking. That's all it is. Yeah. It's nothing bigger, nothing to be afraid of, no monsters, yeah. no, no little varmints running under your skin that you got to get out and get rid of. That, when we did that, that anger work, that's what we thought. We thought people held their anger in or they got it out mm -hmm. but there's nothing to take to hold on to or get out it's just your thinking in the moment yeah and the interesting thing about that the whole period of time I remember being in some women's group where we would did that <clears throat> it was not a therapy group it was just a, <clears throat> a women's group but one time we had, you know, a guest speaker that came in and told us about getting our feelings out and everything. And we did, they, she brought the batakas and the pillows and, and we all did that. And I thought, well, if that worked, then you'd never feel bad again. You just got out and got it out. It's sort of like, you know, <laughs> just like having some, a mole removed or something, you know, but of course everybody still, they had to do it every week. Or, you know, So the logic wasn't really there. But but it was it was kind of it was the best people could do because if you honestly believe that feelings have, you know, a life, then you have to keep fighting them off somehow. And the thing is, we never have to be at war with ourselves. That's that's just uh, foolish. You know, even if at our worst, in our worst moments, when we're saddest or feel as bad as we've ever felt. It's just our biofeedback system telling us, you know, just, just, you need some rest. You need to just take a break here and calm down, let your mind rest. And, you know, the stronger the feeling, uh, the, the stronger the message. And I often feel, I, when I think back about my past before I understood the principles, I realize that if, <laughs> well, as George Pransky used to tell people, for some people, death is the early warning sign to slow down. <laughs> I realized that I would have these, like if I had a, a bad week, okay, so Monday I would be really stressed and I would start having a lot of negative thinking. And by Wednesday, I'd have to take the day off and stay in bed. I just couldn't do anything because I wasn't listening. You know, by the time I, it got my attention, I was sick, basically. 
you know, and that's kind of like you're it, what what happens. I think for people that get more connected to the, the way their their life plays out as the thinker of their own thoughts, the creator of their own feelings, is they notice feelings much sooner before they get so strong that they are painful. And I, I saw that. I lost my tolerance for stress. I used to have an extremely high tolerance for stress. And I actually wore it like a red badge of courage. You know, I would think, well, that's, you know, that makes me a strong woman. You know, I can take it. But of course, I was, you know, having these periods where I just was immobilized by it. Mm-hmm. But now, if I feel even a little tense, I stop. You know, like tension wouldn't have even gotten my attention, so to speak. Uh, in the old days, I go, oh, tension is just a regular thing. But now, like, tension seems like a uh, a wrong path down the wrong road. You know, I don't want to go that way. So if I start to feel just a little bit tight or a little bit tense, I'll step back. Uh, because that's the feeling that lets me know, you know, don't do that. Because down the road a little further, it gets pretty bleak and dark. And uh, and I think that's the, that's a blessing. That's that's the gift that we have to understand ourselves better, and also to understand other people. That people in a really bad feeling state feel really bad, <laughs> and they're not going to behave very well. That's right. That's right. And you know, I think that really it was kind of as the field of psychology evolved, and we started to notice that feelings were important, and they had something to do with you know, the way people were in their life, like this life situations is how it looked like that you were having these negative thoughts or feelings because of the life situation you were in or what had been done to you or something. That was where we kind of got thinking about it, right? Based on our own memory stuff. And so it seemed like that was part of the memory that we were kind of carrying through time. So it made sense that, oh, this feeling came from that thing in the past or the situation I was living in or whatever, so I got to get it out of me now. But what you want to remember is that your feelings, and especially I, I like to talk about your emotions because your emotional life is what makes life beautiful, having all kinds of emotions, you know, but it's recognizing when you're there too long. Like just recently, I had, I got my feelings hurt about something and then I got kind of in a snit about it. And I had a lot of, I wasn't really aware of my thinking about it, but I was definitely in a state of mind about it. Mm-hmm. And I noticed it because I got frustrated with my dogs. <laughs> and I was like, get away right now. It's like, whoa, who just, who just came into my body? You know, it's like I was taken over by this alter ego of some kind. And I was like, oh, oh, that's interesting. And then it happened again. Now, the first time I wrote it off as, oh, I'm tired or whatever. And then it happened again. And I thought, oh, you are in a in your head about this. This is, you got to get your act together. Yeah. And at the yeah. same time, I was talking to you about, we were preparing for something about really taking time to get quiet and to really do that. And I thought, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it's, I know what it is. It's like I knew what it was. I knew what was on my mind, but I wasn't really aware of it before that. But I got that feeling 
And then I knew it like, oh, yeah, I got to take care of myself. I got to get back to my health. Right. Like it didn't scare me, but it was it was really weird because I hadn't felt like that for a long time. Yeah. And um, I was like, but that's kind of the like beautiful. Right. Because then I can do something about it. Right. Right. And it wasn't beautiful that I yelled at my dog. That was pretty embarrassing. But, um, you know, luckily there was no one to be embarrassed with but myself. But, it, you know, it's like it, it, it's like if you know yourself, you know what's going on. But if you're in a low mood and you're doing a lot of negative thinking and you want to feel all those feelings, trust me, you're going to get worse. Right. You are going to end up feeling worse. And now you're thinking about your feelings all the time rather than just living your life. Right. That's all this is about. Just understand this is how it works. You're thinking, it's creating a bad feeling. Forget about it. Right. Get back to your health, whatever you got to do, and your wisdom will tell you mm-hmm. what to do. Otherwise, you're still trying to fix your feelings. You're trying to fix what's wrong. That's backwards. It's too late. You already created a bad feeling. Don't, don't, yeah, do, anything don't do anything with it. <laughs> don't entertain it. Don't feel. Use it as your best friend. Like when I made friends with my feelings and I realized that they weren't things that I had to be afraid of or get rid of, it was a whole new world. Yeah. And then you have a kind of neutral attitude. You just realize it's information. And, you know, it's wonderful when you're feeling happy, enjoy it. And it too will pass because our feelings are always changing as our thoughts change and our attention goes from one thing to another. But that's enjoying the richness of life. Yeah. And I think we have to start seeing that, that our the range of feelings. Somebody said to me, well, didn't, it doesn't seem cruel that we'd be created uh, to get bad feelings. And I said, no, we're created to get feelings. And we've labeled them good or bad. And, you know, one person's bad feeling is another person's aha moment. <laughs> so, you know, we, we're just calling it bad feelings. But the fe- any feeling that isn't comfortable for you is a bad feeling for you. When you're in an uncomfortable or agitated or stressful state. And, uh, and that's a gift because how would we know when we're not if we never were, you know, would you want to live your life like a, like a blonde, neutral gray person just going through life and never having any emotional, you know, life at all. That just wouldn't make sense. So I think that's, it's a gift and and to the degree that we can navigate sort of like, you know, when you drive a boat, navigating is feeling connected to the movement of the water. You know, people who don't jerk the boat around and turn too far and have to correct and everything, people that can stay on a straight path in a, where there's currents and all kinds of activity in the water are people that feel the water and anticipate that you don't even think about it. It's a natural response because you love the water. And, um, and it's a, you know, that's how you can tell a person that is experienced and really is, loves water and a person who's frightened of the boat in the water and is always overcorrecting and then overcorrecting again. And then the boat's going this way, that way. And it's like zigzagging up the canal. And that's kind of how our life is. When we get used to experiencing feelings, you know, we have ranges of feelings and some of them are pretty strong one way. Some of them are pretty strong the other way. 
but we find our bearings and find a connection to the flow of life. And we just navigate our feelings. We don't even have to stop and wonder. You know, we just say, oh, yeah, I think I'll make a little correction here. (laughs) You know, step back. It's also interesting that people never come to us and say, I've been feeling happy too much. I'm trying, <laughs> I'm trying to feel my feelings and I've been so happy. Is something wrong with me? <laughs> you know, like, they'll say, oh, I felt so much joy this week. There, it must be a problem. I, I'm trying to feel my joy and feel my joy. <laughs> not a, what people are talking about is they're talking about feeling feelings that are not there to be indulged, that are there as just little signals. Right. That, you know, mm-hmm. that has gone south. So let yourself feel your good feelings. Like let yeah. yourself be in love. Let yeah. yourself love life. Yeah. And that will be the cure to your negative feelings. Right. Just bask in joy. <laughs> yeah. It's like the sun. Yeah. So, well, with that, uh, we hope you feel really well all week. <laughs> Don't indulge. Indulge yeah. in good feelings. And yeah. I'll tell you, a lot of times people have trouble with that. Yeah. It feels uh, like I remember the first time I was like, ooh, I'm being a little, this is like so, the first time I cried because I was touched by something deep. I was like, what the heck is going on? I'm crying. I shouldn't be crying. I feel great. What's going on? Yeah. And because I had never felt that. Yeah. Well, sometimes you do have to kind of take yourself by the hand and just say, it's okay. This is joy I'm feeling. This is my heart just got touched. But I didn't know that because I lived in so much negativity. Yeah. Well, have a wonderful time this week. And, uh, make friends with your feelings. (laughs) Aloha. We hope you heard something new and that you will continue to join us to challenge the prevailing thinking about the possibilities for health in everyone. To subscribe to the podcast, visit our website at psychologyhasitbackwards.com. 